Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. My name is Monica T., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. And today is Wednesday, June 13th, 2018, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Somebody is unmuted. Today we are reading from the big book. We are in the chapter, we're starting the chapter, chapter 6, into action on page 72, and we will be reading the first paragraph. And today's readers are the 12 Steps, Jackie M., the 12 Traditions, Elena M. There Our text readers today are Pia S., Kelly T., Rita K.'s, and our newcomer greeter today is Suzanne W., and the host for the second hour is Ruth H. And the share ID for yesterday, Tuesday, June 12th, 7 a.m., is 11,524, 11524. And for yesterday, Tuesday, June 12th, the 10 a.m. meeting, the share ID is 11,000, 526 11526 OA Preamble Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that. People who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Jackie M. if she will read the 12 steps of OA for us, please. Good morning. This is Jackie M. Can I be heard? Yes. Great. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 
10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service, and I'll pass. Thank you, Jackie M. I will now ask Elena M. to read the 12 Traditions of OA. Uh, thanks, Monica. This is Elena. I am a, a recovering compulsive overeater from Ottawa, Canada, and here are our 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks. Go ahead. Thank you, Alana M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, I will be timing. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinent requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. So today we are resuming our study of the big book. We are starting Chapter 6 on page 72. We will be reading the very first paragraph only. And I am going to ask 
Pia S. If she would read that for us, please. Thank you so much, uh, Monica. Thank you for your service. And um, this is P.S. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Parkland, Florida. Okay, so chapter six, into action. Having made our personal inventory, what shall we do about it? We have been trying to get a new attitude, a new relationship with our creator, and to discover the obstacles in our path. We have admitted certain defects. We have ascertained in a rough way the trouble uh, what the trouble is. We have put our finger on the weak items in our personal inventory. Now these are about to be cast out. This requires action on our part, which when completed will mean that we have admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our defects. This brings us to the fifth step in the program of recovery mentioned in the preceding chapter. Okay, so yes. Um, so now we're gonna continue. It says into action, but we already started some action in step four. And um, since I came into program about five years ago, um, I heard uh, on the lines, the vision line that this chapter is about action. It's not into into thinking it's about into action not about into feeling it's it's uh, for me this means practical work hands-on um i have i have been writing a lot in step four and now uh, i have um i have put in in step four i put all my wrongs all the you know the garbage that i've been carrying on for years i've been putting down on paper and now i'm going to tell some someone about it I'm going to get it all off my chest, every nook and cranny on my dark past. And it felt very scary at first. But I was able to take uh, this step with someone who, who would guide me through it. And uh, someone for me was my sponsor, a person that I had come to trust by working the steps up until till, uh, till this step. So what happened was that all of my, all the, all of the ugliness that I felt inside of me was cleaned out. Um, my sponsor was not in shock, not appalled or put off by everything I told her. She was not surprised, to my surprise. So suddenly my deep dark secret wasn't that dark anymore. They all came into the open. And um, like a fellow talks about in the program, he talks about that uh, we think that we will be sprinkled with pixie dust and then re get recovered and I didn't without taking any action but what I what what my experience is and what um, what I am what I think we can expect if we do this is that for me all my secrets were being exposed to the sunlight uh, and uh, my secrets like the trolls in the fairy tales they turn into stone and then they crumble to dust and now they're not that scary anymore. And I feel a deeper connection with my God and my creator. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Monica. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, P.I.S. Okay. Who would like to share on this first paragraph on page 72? Katie G. from Boston. Katie G. Cynthia C. Janice. And who was that again? Was that Cynthia? Yes. This Cynthia. is Larry. 
Larry. Oh, you're all busy. Nice. Another again, please. Marita. P. Something P. Please say it again. Dorita P. Dorita. You think I would know that by now? Okay, well, Dorita P. Reva P. Reva. <laughs> oh my goodness! I thought I was doing well. <laughs> okay, one more. Melissa O. I heard a Melissa. I think. Yeah, Melissa C. Thanks, Melissa. Vasa, I'll get you on the next one. Thank you. Okay, this is what I've got. Katie G, Janice, uh, something N, I think. Cynthia, I didn't get your last initial. Larry K, Reva P, Melissa C, Vasa O. Okay, Katie, you're up. <laughs> Hello, Monica. May I be heard? You may. Awesome. Good morning, my fellows. Katie G, recovered in Boston. Yeah, so now we continue with probably the most uh, important aspect of our program of recovery, which is ego reduction, right? Like every time I say, oh, I'm scared, I'm scared to move forward with this, it's because I'm afraid. It's because my ego is building up. It's because I'm too afraid to vocalize the exact nature of what my warped thinking is. And yet, the entire effectiveness of my whole program and whether I'm going to eat again based on me continuing to go through this program of action. This is directly related to my acceptance of powerlessness. Because I, if I'm powerless over food, I have to continue with this action. Um, and, you know, the obstacles in my path, this isn't, you know, this isn't how I was thinking when I was a little girl. Like, I used to, like, think, oh, I'm so bonded with people when I just kind of threw up everything that was, go excuse me, that was going on. This isn't about me throwing up my past. This is about me um, talking to somebody else and who the problem has been solved about what has been blocking me my whole life, what has been blocking me from God. Like my, uh, the obstacles in my past, that's all me. It's not all about you. It's my internal unmanageability and my obstacles. And the only way to get to God is if I am able to move forward with asking him to remove them, and that is by vocalizing them. You know, and um, my first step five, yeah, there were several times that I wouldn't, you know, look up and I wouldn't look at, at this woman in whom the problem has been solved. But man, it was like I started to sink into my body when I started to talk about what was going on, about how at the age of 20, whatever, when I first did my first fifth step, how I still blamed my mother how I still was a victim, how I victimized others, how I held others hostage, how I lied, how I stealed, how I, how I stole, how I cheated, how I manipulated, how I continued to be the victim in my own life. And what was amazing was to see the patterns and to have somebody else say to me, do you see that that relationship is the same as that relationship, which is the same as that relationship, which is the same as that relationship? Do you see that you continue with your selfishness, with your fears? Do you see that you've continued to rely on yourself and block out God? And then eating is a step up. What freedom? What freedom? Because I, I am sick inside. And when I'm able to talk to someone and get feedback, spiritual considerations, hey, Katie, this is all about you. I know you think the problem is them, but it's all about you. I get to, to get to God, right? Like I get to get the magic drug that I've been seeking my whole life, 
which is God. And so I'm going to continue to show up one day at a time. I suggest you do too. And with that, I pass. Thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me, Katie G. Thank you. Janice PM, you're up, and then it'll be Cynthia C. Yeah, thank you, Monica. Janice PM, a grateful recovered compulsive overeater. All this step, this step, this step, you know, like it was said, no need. This is the most freeing step that I've ever experienced for me. I mean, um, that's what that's what my experience was. Having made, that means the past tense. I've already made my personal inventory. Now what am I going to do with this piece of paper? What am I going to do? Am I going to burn it? Am I going to hold it? What am I going to do? So now it says, we have been trying to get a new attitude. Well, when did that start? Well, that was in step two. And then a new relationship with our creator. Step three. Now, and to discover the obstacles was step four in our path. So now we're going to admit certain defects. Now, you know, Bill writes, he, he doesn't use the same words. Sometimes he says wrong. Sometimes he says uh, um, defects. Um, sometimes he says um faults, mistakes, whatever it is, it's shortcomings, it's all the same thing. So, but let me tell you, what are we trying to do? I'm trying to get to to that power that is going to free me. And by doing this action, not by studying it, not by listening, like somebody said, you know, um, not by telling somebody what to do, but me doing this action requires action because the promise is that we will find that power. We will begin to feel that power come into my life that's going to solve my problems, not me. I can't get rid of resentment myself. I can't get rid of fear. Um, But it's going to happen through a power and through this step. And then, you know, what's wonderful. It says that we're going to have to admit to God Three, three, three people, to God, to ourselves, that's two, and and to another human being. I know a lot of people say to me, well, you told me, you, you know, God and myself, God and me. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> it says to another human being. And that's the most humiliating. Um, uh, yeah, I get so much humility from that and so much freedom. And there's nothing to be afraid of because when you get a, you know, a recovered sponsor, they, they, I know mine said you could give me your, your inventory and it would be the same as mine. Um, we're not unique, you know, in our, in our obstacles. The obstacles, which are the barriers to, between me and my higher power, between me and getting recovered, they're obstacles of the resentments and of the fears. And, of course, my defects and wrongs, I mean, we all, you know, we all have them. Selfishness, you know, dishonesty, inconsiderate, my attitudes. So those are the barriers and the defects that keep me. And I will now pass. Thank you. Thank you, Janice PM. Cynthia C., you're up. Then it will be Larry K. I'm sorry, this is Cynthia. Did you call me? Yes, I did. It's your turn. Thank you very much. I feel like everybody's already said anything I was going to say, and it's just the beginning of the meeting. Um, I think I just really want to say that um, in my years in in OA and AA, I've I've done a few um, fourth and fifth steps, and 
Um, and there were times that I was just terrified to give over my fourth step to my sponsor. Um, and, um, and it was always good. I mean, it was, it was always good. Um, but I have to say that this time, in a way, um, something was really different. Um, I think this was the first time that I worked the steps really according to the big book, really following the big book the way we certainly do um, with the big book sponsor in, in this meeting. Um, and it made a huge difference to me. I, I don't know, like it was just, it was much more simple. I think in the past, I had felt like everything was much bigger or more complicated or I had put too many other issues. Like it became complicated, I think, in the ways that I had done it um, working 12-step programs in the past. And this time it was much more simple. And to have a sponsor who, where she had, you know, she was a, a big book sponsor, made a huge difference. And, um, you know, my past was very, very different than my sponsor's uh, past. Very different. And, you know, it was okay. Like, it was okay. There was nothing that I had done that shocked her. There was nothing that, you know, there wasn't any time where I said something and she said, oh, you're too awful, I can't talk to you. You know, like, she was really, really accepting and loving and kind about it. Um, and even though maybe our actions may have been different, she related to completely to the underlying um, reasoning of why I did what I did. And, you know, the biggest gift that I got, besides having this much stronger connection with my sponsor um, and with my higher power, certainly, was being able to see the patterns in my life, like talking to her. Like I, I, I don't even know if when I wrote the fourth step how much of the patterns that I saw, but it was, it was literally in, in, in turning it over to her and reading it to her and talking about it that, that I could see the patterns in my life that were dragging me down, that were ruining my life, my character defects. But I was able to do it in a way that wasn't beating up on myself, that wasn't looking like, oh, I am the worst person in the world. And turning it over to another human being and to my higher power meant, like, I'm not the only one who's done this. This, you know, this is millions of people have, have either done what I've done or similar or we're just all in this together because we're all a bunch of addicts and compulsive overeaters. And, and it was really good to know that I wasn't alone. I wasn't the worst. Right. I'm, just, I'm just another recovering compulsive overeater and food addict. And that was such a gift to get. Thank you so much for your service. That'll pass. Thank you, Cynthia C. Larry Kay, it's your turn, and then it'll be Reva P. Hi, Monica. Thanks for your service. The... Um, you know, it says we've been trying to get a new attitude, a new relationship with our creator and to discover the obstacles in our path. If I were to search for the central core of difficulty in, in people like me, as I've come to know people, it's that a great majority of cases, we despise ourselves. We regard ourselves as worthless and unlovable at times. And to be sure, in most instances, the self-loathing that exists within us is covered over with a mask, mask. And sometimes we don't even, we're blind to the very self-hatred that we internalize. And this process is going to begin to change us. We're on step five. And if I, if I were to make a, a chicken and egg argument, I would say 
that, that through this process of recovery, these actions, we begin to slowly experience our creator's love for us, maybe for the first time first. And only then we begin to love ourselves and there's some self-acceptance and, and we begin to give away that which resides in us, you know. And, and step five is about love and tolerance and acceptance and kindness and maybe grace. And those who, who you know, who do this step, they, they feel a, a respect and acceptance of and finally even a fondness for themselves because they see that they're, they're no different than other people. We all have deficiencies. And we begin to see ourselves as lovable and worthwhile and despite our mistakes. And we become inwardly restructured. And among other things, what this program of spiritual action provides us with is the ability to trust God and accept a forgiving and, you know, a, a, a forgiveness and grace which overcomes fear and anxiety and self-loathing. And when I develop this, this utter dependence on the divine, I'm able to live life without my numbing agents anymore. I don't have to numb out. And it's like through my creator's dwelling within me, I'm set free to build a, a tapestry of new thoughts and emotions and actions. And I'm no longer at odds with, with this, this, this God-centered consciousness. I'm no longer tempted to, you know, it's, it's a de- dethroning, right? Someone says it's a dethroning, right? That's what happens. I'm brought, I'm, it's like we're hitting the reset button. I'm brought back to my true nature, and it's organic. It's nothing that I had to do or earn. It just happens. It happens by do, taking these actions. Very grateful. Thanks, Monica. With that, I pass. Thank you, Larry Kay. Reva P., it's your turn, and then I'll be Melissa C. Good morning. This is Reva P., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. So the page before we finish up, I finish up my step four. And I remember when I first came into program, everybody talked about step four, like that was this huge, scary, awful thing. But it was all about step four. Like I thought that was the whole inventory. And once I would do step four, somehow I would be magically free after writing this um, autobiography Um, and what I'm learning here is you know it's great to identify my resentments and fears and look at all the disharmony and wreckage I've created in my relationships and I can understand it and I can know it but if I don't do something with that if I don't move on with the steps I'm not going to get unblocked and the goal here is for me to get unblocked so that I can access a power greater than myself. Um, so I love the fact that you know we turn the page, we're into action, and all of a sudden in like 15 pages, we're doing all the steps 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, whereas we spent so much time um, on you know, the other ones in the past. Um, so it reminds me, I got to keep going. I got I to gotta do the work. If I want the freedom and the access at the end, I have to complete the process. It's the inventory process, not the step four. It's that four through nine. Um, And I love how it says, these are about to be cast out. And that reminds me, I don't learn what my defects are and change myself. I have to keep reminding myself that because I get caught in this trap that I think, okay, I know I'm such and such and I will be such and such. And if I could do that, I wouldn't need the steps and I wouldn't need this program. And the last thing I wanted to share on is the uh, step five where I share 
everything I've written with another human being and I share it with somebody who is recovered. Um, and it has been miraculous. You know, if I think about these steps and how is it going to work, I'll never understand it. And I don't need to. I just have to do it. I just have to do the step work and let go of outcomes. And I am always amazed when I share what I've written uh, with my step 10s now um, not only do I feel a freedom that it's not all in my head and off the paper and out, um, but nobody has ever said, I've never done that. I can't believe you did that. I'm usually talking to somebody who's done that, felt that, thought that, and they don't do it anymore. Um, and it's just such a miraculous process. It's by doing it that I get that freedom. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. Melissa C., it's your turn. And then it'll be Vasa O. Hi, good morning, Monica. It's Melissa C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. And um, thank you for your service. Um, so, you know, like what, what I'm embarking on here is to get a new attitude. And, you know, um, my obstacles are not other people. You know, my obstacles are not my life circumstances. That's what I thought were my obstacles, you know, like I was going to inventory all this stuff and I was going to share it with someone who was going to take my side, who was going to be my ally um, and tell me that all these things created this problem. But that's not, that's not this process um, and that's not how my attitude changes. In fact, that's how my attitude stays the same. And, um, and so the purpose of this step is to see my obstacles, my part, and um, and it's you know I thought that uh, you know sharing it with someone, a good friend in my program, would be my ally, would agree with me, and um, and my experience was my sponsor, you know, who who the problem had been solved was my greatest ally, but it turns out that my great ally is not someone who just agrees with me. It's the person who helps me put my finger on my weaknesses, helps me gain, you know, access to this power by realizing that um, I'm the thing that needs the changing. My attitude is what needs changing. And so, you know, when I sit with people today um, and take, you know, go over their inventory with them, and it's a lengthy process. It's not done in, you know, it's not done in two minutes. Um, it's hard work on both our parts, and the willingness of um, the sponsee to um, hear their part, you know, to identify their part is crucial, you know. And so I always tell people, like, you don't have to, you don't have to convince me. I'm already your friend. Like, we're good friends here, and a good friend um, is not just going to agree with you. We're not just going to, like, you know, say, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, And so it's it's to gain access to this power. I need to do that by recognizing that I'm the common denominator in every single story, whether I'm the victim, you know, or the perpetrator. um, It's me. It's always me and my weaknesses. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Vasa O. It's your turn. Thank you, Monica, for your service, and good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive Vida, calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. 
And again, this is the fourth and the fifth step. But for me, my, my number one action I took was in step one, admitting that I was powerless over the food and I needed to find a power greater than myself to help me. And uh, um, and what I heard, put the food down, clean house, trust God, and help others. And uh, I, it's by the grace of God I did put the food, you know, right from the beginning of my program because that's what I heard that was the most important thing. Put the food down and get the clarity, a better clarity, and then work the rest of the steps. And uh, it was, it was I, I remember feeling embarrassed. Well, God knows what I've done. I know what I've done. Why do I have to go and tell somebody else? That's too embarrassing. Well, I kept on hearing, you know, this is the way the steps work, you know, the way they're laid out. So I needed to do step one, two, and three. And then just to trust and like, rely on God, I, like I was trusting and relying on God, putting the food down. He was getting me through, and God would be there to get me through this too. And and that was the, you know, that was my um, beginning of the step four and five. I, you know, I found, found somebody that I could um, give it away to. And it was so much better when I was, like writing, you know, just me and God. And and then, you know, I needed to ask God to help me, to give me the courage to do it with another person. And I'm so grateful that I did it. And the other, the sponsor n- never shook her head and said, oh, my God, you are a horrible person. And as a matter of fact, they shared there. Uh, you know, they gave me feedback and they shared about this, their inventory a little bit. And I felt like I was not alone, you know. We're not alone. We're all the same. We come from bit different backgrounds, but it's the same feelings, the same attitudes. And I did not die. I did not die putting the food down. I didn't die by doing the fourth and the fifth step and then moving to the rest. Oh, it's such, it's just follow the direction, Vasa. Just follow and trust and rely. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. And for anyone I'll came on a little bit later, we are on page 72. We've started a new chapter here into action, and we are sharing on the first paragraph. And who else would like to share this morning? Leah S. Pete B. Leah S. Pete B. Harlan G. Harlan? Yeah. All right, I got Leah, Pete B, Harlan G. Anyone else? All right, we'll go with that for now. <clears throat> How about go Barbara? Ahead. Barbara? Thank you. Okay. Okay. Leah S, Pete B, Harlan G, Barbara E, Leah, you're up, and then it'll be Pete. Thank you, Monica. I'm good morning, everyone. My name is Leah S. I'm a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. So, wow. We are finished with the fourth step. That looked such a hurdle to me and such a huge mountain. And I got through it step by step. And through the grace of my God, I did. Wow, wow. So why is step five so difficult? And um, 
it was in me. I kept thinking, you know what? God knows exactly what I did and how I am and what I am. What's the purpose of, of, of rehashing all that? And the reason is because admitting to a human being, someone that I know, someone that I see, and someone that I can, I can meet any time in my life, and facing that is a big, big hurdle. And it is, it is not only a hurdle, it, is, it has changed. It is a relief. It is a tremendous relief because you see that. And the reason of step five is also just bringing it to the surface. Even though you know who you are, Leah, bring it to the surface so you can face it honestly with that other person you trust. Because from now on, Leah, it's the three of you. It is God. It is another human being. It is definitely you. And it is so, it, because in the subconscious, when you bring it to the consciousness, there is such empowering uh, feeling in that, that, that somehow nothing feels like a hurdle anymore. Nothing feels so impossible. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leah S. Pete B., it's your turn, and then it'll be Harlan G. Pete B., we can't hear you. Sorry about the delay. So thank you, moderator. Can you hear me now? We sure can. Oh, thank you. Uh, my name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater, recovered today by God's grace and mercy, and I'm in Pennsylvania. And I was just, you know, wanted to take a minute just to reflect on my experience with this step because I had, like other people shared, you know, the, the fellowship, they do it. I think we do a great job of, of making these things seem like they're so gigantic and so significant and so intimidating. And, you know, with me and doing my fourth step, you know, I looked at it as, you know, I, I kind of approached it as a no pain, no gain, right? Like I got to do this thing because it's part of the process. It's going to get me closer to the solution. And then in doing the, in this fifth step, you know, I, I kind of envisioned like this was going to be the key and I was going to, you know, walk hand in hand with my God into the sunlight of the spirit. And I was going to feel tremendously different because you know, like, I, you know, I've shared at other times, like I'm an effect kind of person, right? Like I, I, I'm, I'm looking for an immediate effect. Like if I want to get out of myself, I open up a container of something and I consume it and I immediately feel different. And that was my expectation with regard to working these steps and working this step in particular. And I just want to share, like my experience was not as others had described it. The only thing I felt immediately when I finished my fifth step was done. That's it. I just felt like I was finished. As a matter of fact, I was so disappointed that I actually started seeking other fellows to try to do it again because I thought somehow, some way I did it wrong. I thought it was the, the condition of the person I shared it with didn't really convey that experience. And, and you know, quite, quite frankly, like this entire thing that we're doing is a process. And it is something that takes time. And eventually, after, that was, uh, after I was relieved of those things and I shared those, the, the nature of my wrongs with, with the, the other person, 
I eventually began to began to feel that way that's described in this book and for and and and, and as others have described. You know, this is this is a process. I cannot expect to feel immediately different. Some people will, and, and I'm not I'm not saying that that you know my way is the only way, but I had to trust the process and allow these changes to occur, and then I began to feel like I was walking in the sunlight of the spirit. And the, and the last thing I want to say is I don't think the instructions are that we have to share this with a sponsor. I, th- I think there are other instructions that we're going to read later on. I, I, I believe that we have to uh, find a closed mouth individual that understands what we're trying to accomplish. And that's the requirements for the person that we select uh, to do this step with. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Pete B. Harlan G., it's your turn, and then it'll be Thank Barbara you. E. Thank you, Monica, and thank you to Team Wednesday for making this magnificent meeting possible. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. Confession is as old as man himself. In every religion and every everything you can point to, confession is part of it. Sam Shoemaker was director of the Cavalry Mission in New York City. He was a point man to the Oxford Group in New York. And Sam Shoemaker taught the boys that there were four impediments to God. What is an impediment? Impediment is something which slows or stops progress. Now, in order to be free of my compulsive overeating, I must have a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. Therefore, anything that remains an impediment to me and God is standing in the way of my recovery. And so what are the four impediments? Well, they are a resentment that you will not let go of, step four. A secret that you will not tell, step five. A vicarious thrill that you will not stop. My voice is a little bad this morning. I'm, I just, I'm just getting over a major surgery. Um, a, a vicarious thrill that you will not stop, step six and seven and a restitution that you will not make, steps eight and nine. And so we see the guts of our program coming from the Oxford Group movement. Step one comes from Silkworth. Step two comes from the Oxford Group. Three comes from the Oxford Group. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve come from the Oxford Group. And we are faced with confession, telling another person, the nature of our wrongs. And in so doing, I am free. Now, I understand that there are people who had experiences where it was very non, uh, non-plussed, very uh, uneventful. And so we look around and we say, gosh, is that all there is? The key is to keep going and ask myself, we're going to get to page 75 soon enough. And I have to ask myself, have I made, tried to make mortar without sand? Have I, tried to, have I tried to do this without being totally honest? And if I've been honest with my, and thorough with my inventory, not perfect, but fearless and thorough, then I'm on, I'm on a great beginning. I'm on that broad highway. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Harlan G. Barbara E., it's your turn. I'm sorry, did you call on me? This is Barbara E. I did. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was unmuting. unmuting. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much, Monica. Welcome back, Harlan. This is so important. I've heard such incredible shares. 
I like to keep things simple. I'm in my seventh decade, so I need plain English. Step one, compulsive overeating is going to kill me. Step two, there's a power that wants me to live. And step three, do I want to live or die? And if I want to die, I can stop right there at step three. But if I don't want to die, I have to go on to step four, write about how I got where I am, and then where we are today, step five, tell another person all about it and let God listen. Coming, that common thread of my defects came clearly out into the open as I shared it with my sponsor because I felt worthless. I felt like I was the victim. I was always willing to blame others. This truly was a life and death errand for me because I felt if I somehow did this the easy way, I would go back to eating again. And I couldn't do that. I had to see the commonality of my shortcomings, see how my fear, my sense of worthlessness pervaded my whole life. I wanted to play the victim. I was dishonest. I was frightened. I was selfish. This is a life and death errand. I had to withhold nothing. If I did it by myself, I would always give myself excuses. And the hardest part, the part my sponsor helped me with, was seeing where my shortcomings were and seeing that common thread. Did I feel this spiritual awakening right at that point? No, I did not. But when I left her house, I did feel a hum of electricity buzzing around me, making my curly hair even curlier, making me want to do just what she told me to do. Go back and reflect for an hour. See if you've done it all. There are 12 steps They're all in plain English. And if you're a newcomer, this is a power, a a program of action. And it is a textbook. It's been said many times before. I will begin to feel a power that is not my refrigerator. The fellowship, the meetings, the phone calls are wonderful. But I need something outside time. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much, Ipea. Welcome, Harley. Thank you, Barbara E. And we've probably got time for about three shares. Who would like Charles to share? Charles H. Uh, Russ M. Charlie B. <laughs> okay, I got Charles and I got Russ, and there was a Morning. lady in between. Debbie. Debbie. Charlie B. All right, Charlie. I got Charles. Was it Charles or Charlie? Charlie. Charlie's fine. All right, Charlie. All right, I got Charlie B, I think it is. Debbie, I didn't get your last initial, and Russ out. Go ahead, Charlie B. Yeah, this is Charles H, not Charlie B. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, okay, there were two different things going on. Charles, go ahead, Charles. (laughs) Thank you, Monica. Thank you. Thank you so much for your service, Charles H, a recovered compulsive overeater. So we're going to get to this probably tomorrow or the day after. They only thought they humbled themselves. Um. You see, when, when, 
when when I when I when I get real and tell y'all, um, and it don't got to be my sponsor. It could be another person that's recovered that has blazed this, this trail before. I don't have to. You know what? You know, I won't have to come on a line or go anywhere and say, you know, I don't mean to hurt. I don't mean to, or uh, I gotta have a filter. You know, people on this line is real. They tell it like it is. Like that filter and that pushback that I'm afraid of. That's what that person needs. That's what I need to hear. I don't need to. I don't need for your sympathy to be like, don't worry, Charles. It's gonna be okay. That's a lie. <laughs> That's the enemy. It's not going to be okay because if you try to water this thing down for me, I'm going to die, right? Like, I'm going to keep it real. I'm not happy with what I did in the past with my conduct. But today my ideal is, you know what? I can look you in the eye and be like, I love you as a sister, and I'm not trying to get at you, and I'm not trying to, you know what I mean? So I'm going to hit it from the back. Desperation to transformation, freedom is locking me out of prison every single day because there's, I put my finger on the weak points. I don't care who know about it. I'm not that person, but that person made me who I'm trying to be today. And I'm going to leave some time on the clock because you already know. Thank you, Charles. Okay, Debbie R., you're up. And then hey, Debbie, Adams I'm a real then... compulsive overreader. Thank you for your service. Um. This thing is, this situation I'm in is kind of funny, maybe not ha-ha funny. Uh, I relapsed again last night, and I've lost track of how many sponsors have fired me. And it's kind of funny because they're like, well, i got to fire you because you're not getting abstinent. And I'm like, well, if I could get abstinent, I couldn't get a sponsor. But as I read this, I'm realizing that maybe part of my thing is I can't deal with the cravings. And so I surrender to them. So if, I, if I'm going to have to do this without a step sponsor, I, I need to accept the reality. Maybe my reality is I can't get and stay absent for a long time. Either I'm going to have to say, fuck OA, fuck this whole thing, and just go into a complete relapse or do what I've been doing, some relapse and some abstinence. This isn't a pity party or victim or any of that. Uh, but I was grateful to hear the person right before say, I don't need to put a filter. I need to tell the truth. I got a new sponsor on this program, and I texted her yesterday and told her I had a funeral. I didn't hear back from her. So the one person who has consistently stayed with me is my food sponsor. So I just need to put it out there because I don't know which way I'm going. Thanks for your service. Thank you, WR. Russ M., it's your turn, and then it'll be Charlie B. Good morning, Monica. Russ M. Recovered compulsive over here outside of Philly. Good morning, my fellows. Um, so confession. Being, being a Catholic, this is part of our tradition, and I utilize that part of the faith a lot, a lot over my lifetime, and uh, weekly, really. And I, and in some ways, I, I still do it. But my my point being. You know, I, I would pray with the priest, and, and I would try to work through these, these character defects, these things that were bogging me down. And I would just really, I would just scratch the surface until I got into this beautiful program. And when I wrote these things down, I prayed about it. And, you know, I told, turned my will and my life over to care of God. There were things that were deeper that I didn't realize were affecting me. So 
they came out in the fourth step. I gave my fifth step away to one of my best friends, a man, a psychologist, good, just one of my best friends in my band. And he, he's been with me for over 10 years seeing the, the, the struggles I've had. And he never, he didn't really, he wasn't uh, familiar with the, with, the, with the fifth step or the 12th step in detail. After it was over, he said, Ross, he goes, I can't believe that you shared that with me. It was so beautiful. He said, I feel honored. You know, he says, I think I need to do this for myself. It was funny the way he said that. We are indelibly linked for the rest of our lives. We're brothers till, till the end because of that. And that's the beauty of this program. You know, it's, it's, it's just in that little, that little microcosm there, it's a, our relationship. There's a blessing even in that, you know. So I try to look at all the things. But now, you know, in my, in my faith, when I hit that confessional booth, it's more detailed. Because I'm reviewing every day. This is this is not a matter of me being perfect or anything like like that. But it's a matter of progressing and trying to get to the next level where God wants me to be. You know, it's really cool. That's why I say it's congruent with my faith. Uh, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful that I that I'm able to be truthful now. You know, real truth. Not saying the fake. Well, I said this, but no, real knowing in your core what you need to work on and what needs to get better. And asking God's help for that. And the more I do that, the further I'm away from the food. It's kind of cool. So, thanks. Have a great day. Love you guys. Thank you, Russ M. And Charlie B., you got two minutes. Go ahead. Good morning, everyone. Charlie B., recovered overeater in New York. And I just wanted to give some in- shed some insight as a newcomer. I've been in the uh, halls probably less than a year. I went to uh, meetings prior, and step one, I, I figured out, I got conquered, that I identified red foods, and it was a struggle after that. And, you know, it really is, I thank, thank God and my higher power, I got a wonderful sponsor who really guided me through these steps quick. And, you know, I, I was someone who's so self-consumed, uh, self-selfish, uh, self-serving, I mean, you name it, that was me. I could not look outside of myself and look inward. And step four, and I've seen it with my other fellows, step four is is a tough, tough thing to swallow. It's really tough for someone to look and take personal inventory on what your actions might have done and how you're responsible for certain things. And it was very hard to do. But I got to say, once I once I identified that, it was uh, it just took off. Step five, step six, step seven. It was amazing how one complimented the other, and it just uh, just took off. And, you know, and someone, uh, my, my sponsor told me, you know, you really want to tackle these fast. And, and I agree with it. I mean, if I had time to think about or contemplate what I do and do not want to tell my sponsor, I'm not working a step correctly. So it just had to all come out. I had to identify my faults and then work through step five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. And, uh, it's been such a wonderful experience, and not only has it uh, has it helped my my uh, eating and to be neutral with food and and aware, but it's helped my life and my relationship and uh, and uh, marriage and just uh, helped me grow as a person. And the program has just been so wonderful. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Charlie B. That was perfect. We have come to the end of our time here this morning. So quickly. So, thank you to everyone who has shared. Please join us for a second 
unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. But first, let me give you the share ID for today's meeting, Wednesday, June 13th. Our share ID for the 7 a.m. meeting here is 11,527, 11527. And now, Kelly T., would you read for us, please, from page 164? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning. My name is Kelly T. Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask Him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot just miss something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.